back to Talking Tacos Podcast. It's the Talking Tacos Podcast. That's us. That's us. It's uh, it's me, it's Dr. Dave. Matt, you beat everything. You beat everyone, everything. Matt, you did really yeah, well. You did all. I bet that gear isn't even packed We greeted up. them well. We let them know that we were here. Yeah, that we beat the nachos in. The, uh, we're getting La Palmas, by the way. It's oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting La Palmas. Like ours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alejandra came up. She goes, do you want La Palmas or do you want... Um, I'm going to sell La Palmas, yeah. So, yeah, it's me, Dr. Dave. Oh, here's everything. Good. We've got everything. But yeah, I wasn't we in love with that other drink. introduce yourselves. I was fine with it. Oh, hey, this, is, oh this is Matt. Welcome, everybody. Oh, the thank nachos you guys. are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alejandra is here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. It's a wonderful Juan, Tuesday. It is a wonderful day. Uh, Mr. Chris Campbell cannot be with us tonight, unfortunately. Yeah, he has a sick child at home to deal with. Oh, great move, Matt. Matt moved the hot sauces for us. We're here at Lottery in Asbury Park. Just got finished up at Asbury Distillery. It was a great time as always. We made a scene, apparently. <laughs> I don't think it was a scene. I mean, well, hey, oh, Sam. Hello, Sam. More than a scene than we normally do, I guess. I don't know. It's just us. It's yeah, a light crew it's, tonight. Yeah, it's the three amigos. The OG, the, yeah, the original Sam, crew. Sam knows what's up. I mean, I love Campbell. I wish yeah. his baby well, and I'm sorry he's not here. But it's but the OG it's crew. Fun just doing the OG, OG. crew. It's cool. Yeah, but we were at the distillery, and like we walked in and started like bullshitting with the bartenders, and like we were putting our arms up the rail, but we're being loud, and we are also being comfortable. We're just with who comfortable. We are. Yeah, we're just comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we're just being comfortable, and uh, it, it quickly became apparent that we were Perfect like somebody's. yeah, the center of attention. Uh, the entire bar was, you know. We were like we were in the boots with the fur, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was looking at her, and um, like slowly one by one, like ha- like the bar left. A lot of people were like making jokes about it or like pointing it out or uh, like specifically like this one lady was like, "Do you guys work here?" Yeah, her boyfriend, <laughs> her husband went to the bathroom, yeah. and she was like, "Do you guys like?" Who the fuck are you guys? Like, do you yeah. work here? Or are you like, what's what? I felt start? so good about that. Yeah, we got we got there and it was packed, and um, we turned the bar over. Like everyone who was there was like, all right, these guys are loud and weird, and they left. But like in the same amount of time, a whole new set of people, like fourteen new set of, you know, fourteen people came in, and filled up the bar again. And like a lot of people, like hushed tones, like, what are these guys talking about? Why are they so <laughs> loud? Why do they know the bartenders and all the drinks? And then we're like, oh, yeah. Like personal jokes with the bartenders and stuff. Yeah, by the way, yeah. we literally hosted the spring menu launch last week. Um, yeah, surprised you didn't hear about us. Well, it, uh, Matt may actually end up um, editing this podcast before, before he ends up will, yep. editing the cocktail launch podcast. Um, it was a, an amazing event. Packed house. Um, people thought we were, like, important, which... Man, we really fooled them. Dude, when they were like... They clapped for us. They loved us. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, when they asked me to do the whole, like, intro to the whole event and, like, yeah. speak on behalf of the distillery, I was You're like... great. You're okay, fine. yeah. yeah like, Kate's like, all right, now, Matt, go ahead and do it. Yeah. I was like, I don't work here or nothing. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, we're just the bit number one fans. So, yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool moment. And Matt will end up... Uh, we, we have to get that audio sent to us from... Um, uh, from... From Christian. Ming, from Christian from uh, Shared Universe. Yep. Ming, Ming the uh, uh, most previous guest we had, runs a Shared Universe. Christian works with him at a Shared Universe. So we've had a couple of really good weeks. Because Ming was here a couple weeks ago. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Christian sent me the audio today. So I'm going to edit it. It's going to be... I'm very excited. I can't wait. Because we had a lot of fun with that event. And people yeah. that came had a lot of fun. We sold out 
the tickets. And it was great. I got drunk and I held it all together professionally. I think. I haven't uh, listened yet. I think. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a couple of nachos in before going for this yeah. hot sauce. Nachos are great. Really happy about that. I was really hungry tonight. Yeah, the silence that. tells it. Yeah. Ma'am. I'm going to you know, a typical, you know, Tuesday. I, it's always, like, for me, it's always a crapshoot. I go to Bill's on Tuesday before we head out, and we always smoke, and sometimes I get, uh, most times, I get just high. Tonight's one of those nights where I'm just, like, very high. Like, dumb high, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, this is my, like, higher level weed that I had tonight. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Sam. Hello, Sam. How's it going? We have we have two hot sauces. We have Rick Orlando's legendary purple haze psychedelic hot sauce with tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah four twenty Eve, yeah, baby. It's legalized the day after. It's, that was by yeah. that was by design. Yeah. I read up. Hilarious. Uh, with flavor maker spices from Rick Orlando. And then we have Uncle Dougie's Smokin' Potle Chipotle Hot Sauce. A taste explosion of rich, smoky satisfaction. Looks like they have a picture of Uncle Dougie here with <laughs> both of his thumbs clearly up. Okay. Two thumbs up. Uncle Dougie gives his own hot sauce, although it's only a three out of five on the heatometer. We're judging for his hot sauces. Dude, That's bro. it. So I think we're going to start with Rick Orlando. Yeah, I'm super excited for these hot sauces. I so, you know what? I um, I was listening to last week and I realized cheers. I was I was talking through the hot sauce or talking before. Oh, we're cheers in the drink. Here's to Alejandra. First sips always for forgetting us the La Palmas. Forgetting us La Palmas. So I realized last week that uh, I was reading the label before we even ate it and. <laughs> um, and you don't want to do that. No, I feel like it's a better it's a better move if like I do too. if we get if we get like high off this hot sauce and then I'm trying to read it and while then you figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. all spiced up. I agree. So so I'm gonna I have the cap. I'm gonna uh, yep. I'm gonna dose my chip. You guys so have chips I, to dose? I will. Yep. I took a day off of work this week. Oh, last dude. week. It's like liquory. Hold on, it's a little like wet. It's like super liquidy. Oh yeah. Liquory and liquidy. Oh yeah. It's loose. <laughs> I went for a lot. I have the cap. It's like purpley looking. That's good. Yeah, purple. Use it and give it is back. Is the purple haze? So I went on a, a day trip with my girlfriend, and oh, we went to Smithville, like, New Jersey. Like wine red, like that. We had that one. one. It's wine red. Yeah. Yeah. I went on a trip to Smithville, New Jersey. A whole bunch of little historic shops and such. Smithville. And um, the new hips. Some spot. of these spots. Had a, a whole bunch of hot sauces, so I, I just picked up a bunch. Like, All right. you know, we eat them, so let's try them. All right, this is Purple Haze from uh, Cycle Dog Hot Sauce. Here, Here we go. go. Chip shears. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Oh, wow. Very fruit forward. Yeah, the fruit hits. But the, the heat comes in like oh, real quick. Also yeah, immediately. But not yeah, overbearing. Not overbearing. It like heats up your tongue, it tingles it like, yeah. like in a 9 volt battery. So wow. this is Rick Orlando's legendary purple haze psychedelic hot sauce. 
Let me put down some nachos. Too. Yo, Rick, Rick Orlando. All right. So far, I'll keep reading. I'm gonna let Billy eat first. Yeah. You get like a real sweet up front, but like flavorful sweet. Yeah, and it's and then the heat just creeps in like kind of quickly with it, but it never never like slays you. The heat hits you. The fruit hits you immediately, and the heat hits you immediately after that. You got about 0.3 seconds of difference between the two. But I it's got wonderful. A, I got globs of it on this chip with like. I was gonna say this is chunks of meat and all sorts of shit. A piece of steak. That's that's gonna rosemary fucking... in our La Palmas, boys. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, we got the we got we got the OG, the real drink. All right. I'm gonna do another naked chip. Yeah. And read the bottle. That would go. It's great with the nachos. I'm gonna try a nacho. Yeah. Get like a good substance chip. It's great with it. The heat's even less, but it's there. Like you get, it's a hot sauce. All right, get your sauce. I'm gonna read the bottle. It's a really, I, I dig it. I dig this. It's, it's a, it's kind of a novelty because of the sweetness, like the extreme sweet up front. You gotta pair it with something like appropriate. But it's a really good hot, the like good balance. Now go ahead right now. Mm. It's a good balance of, of flavor and heat. That's what I go on. So here we go. Rick Orlando's legendary purple haze psychedelic hot sauce with flavor maker spices. It's on the Richter scale brand. So, the label says... Ha! The Richter scale. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.C. Like Daniel Ricardo. R.I.C. I like it. Trip on this. This is the original recipe, Purple Haze Hot Sauce. It was developed in 1994 at New World Home Cooking Company in Woodstock, New York, where local musicians and artists would come into the kitchen and shout, Yo, you got me tripping, chef. <laughs> and so I did. And I'm still at it. Try the entire line of flavor maker spices at Richter Scale Hot Sauces. Richter's Richter'sBrand.com. R I C, like Rick Richter's Richter's Scale Richter's Scale Brand.com. That's where you can get these hot sauces. Uh, hashtag Chef Rick Orlando. He's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. That's a stud name. I'm Rick sorry, Orlando? I, I love I love a good pun. Rick yeah. Orlando is like a good porn Richard star Stone. name. All right. <laughs> Most importantly, so we read all the hype. Here's uh, the ingredients. The heat does linger on the tongue. Pineapple. Yeah, it's never overbearing. No, yeah. Number it's, one it's, ingredient. It's perfect. Pineapple juice. Right. Number one ingredient. Pineapple juice. We all said fruit forward. So that's the fruit. Okay. Number yeah, two. Too. Number two, would you believe, is cabbage. Oh, yeah, that's why I picked this one. So it had cabbage uh, in it. That, that's that a, red wine. That's the pulp in the bottle. That's I've the never, chunkiness of it. I've never had a hot sauce yeah, that had like this cabbage, red cabbage in it. No, that's what it has yeah. a color like that. Too. I dig cool. it. I really cool. like Apple it. Apple cider vinegar is number three. They have brown sugar. I taste onion, that. Onion, lemon juice. And then we get into habanero puree. Habanero <laughs> puree? Like a fucking ballet move? No, puree. Like puree. Oh, puree. Yeah. <laughs> I like, said I was high. Like, not jalapenos, <laughs> but a puree. See, that begs the question for me. With the seeds or without? Because that makes oh, a big yeah. difference, right? Yeah, a yeah, big difference. I feel like this has the seeds well, in it. It's puree, got the right amount of heat. The puree has habanero peppers, salt, and acetic acid. So it sounds like habanero peppers. Yeah. With ginger. Oh, I love ginger. It's a wild sauce. It's healthy. It's good for you. There's a lot going on in this sauce. It's a wild sauce. But you know what the crazy part is? Everything that David said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can taste that. Yeah. But here's the thing. After ginger, it says ground, comma, thyme, comma, xanthan gum. What is the ground? Is there some ground in it? 
like some earth. I think it's a misplaced comma. It's got to be ground say, time. Probably and then a comma typo. Xanthan gum. Yeah. Right. I hope it's a typo. I'm going one more naked chip because holy shit, I like I'm the flavor. To, I'm going into this nacho taco thing that I got yeah, here. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I'm going heavy pour. I'm getting a lot of that cabbage pulp. That's the substance in it. Is the cabbage has to be. Yo, Rick Orlando, a legendary hot sauce. Rick, you're doing, like, Dave, on the chip with a whole bunch of shit on it. Yeah. Like an overpacked chip. I'm taking the naked pour again. It's really, really fucking good. It's, this is like, um, top five for sure in terms of flavor. In terms of hot sauces with flavor. It's almost like he hardens the We had the one with the brown, the brown sugar and the, and the red wine. Yeah. It's almost like he was able to like harness the heat, like like reins on a horse. Like yeah, it's like you feel it coming in, but it like pulls back. Like it never gets overbearing. Yeah. Like, I'm going heavy pours now. It's it hot. It stays hot, but not like yeah, you know, not like I hate this yeah. hot. No, not like the, I need a minute. I need to come that's back. That's the perfect kind of spice. Just yeah. keep eating up. Keep eating up. Yeah, this is one of my favorite hot sauces we've had on this on this podcast. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the blueberry habanero sauces we've had, but I kind of like this one better. If this, was, if this was a blueberry with the habanero, it would be my the the best one we had. The puree thing makes me all weird, but like looking like, at the chunks in the bottle, no, I think Rick figured that there's out. Clearly, there's clearly some fresh ingredients. Yeah, in like this. this: the pineapple juice, the cabbage, the apple cider vinegar, and the brown sugar have created this unique fruit flavor. But he to might be it. onto something with that uh, habanero puree because, like we said, the heat's here. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Maybe but it's, it's not what, killing the, us. The, he works with the kitchen. They got habanero puree. And yeah, he knows what he's doing. With. Way to go. Way to go, fucking Rick. Dave, did you say where the sauce is out of? No. Out of this world. This one of these from. was New York. One was New Jersey. So it's distributed by Richter Scale Brand Inc. 51 Nissan Lane, West Hurley, New York. New York. Richter Scale Brand is out of New York. West Hurley, New York, yeah. Uh, you got to tag them on the Instagram, man. I'm going to crack sure. a new boy. I would love to meet Rick. He's, oh, he's, yeah, somebody he's, get a picture of that bottle. I like his inspiration. Yeah, let me get it. It's halfway through almost, and it's only the three of us. Yeah, that's super flavorful. Yeah, that was wonderful. I'm going into... Guys, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I just wanted to do a little preview while we're in hot sauce mode. Meme of the week is gonna be great. Oh, I'm so excited! It's gonna be a good meme of the week. I have a, um, I have a theory that I'm gonna need to talk about somewhere in this episode. Hello, Alejandra. Yeah, taco yeah. time. Oh, guys, it's taco time. time. And we're back. That was, a, that was eventful. Um, Matt got three tacos, so I just wanted... Campbell's not here. Yeah, Campbell's not here. We're documenting Daps it. where dabs are due. <laughs> Welcome back to the three taco club, Matt. I'm hungry tonight. I'm back to this hot sauce, though. I'm yeah. pouring heavy. So, well, I'm ready to move to the next hot sauce yeah, while we're... we're working. I'm going one more heavy pour with this. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Rick. Un- uh, un- uh, yeah, we Rick actually hung on this longer. We're having two. Like, we hung out on Uncle Rick for a I'm while. Get a well, because Uncle Rick is fucking delicious. It's really cool. Like, we did, not get, we did not get Rick rolled. We got Rick sauced. I don't know. Rick Nobody, scaled. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that joke out because it was terrible, but you get what I'm saying. Fuck it. Let it be. The second hot sauce we have tonight, Uncle Dougie's. Smoking oh, we got two uncles tonight? 
Two, oh, wow. I didn't even realize you asked. Two uncles. No, this isn't uncle. It's not uncle. I just made that no. up. I thought it was Uncle Rick. No, we've been calling him no, Uncle Rick. No, we called him Uncle Rick. Oh, we just called it Uncle Rick? Sorry, it's Rick. It's just regular Rick? Sorry, yeah. Rick. It's just Rick. Just regular it's Rick. Rick Orlando. Rick Orlando, man. That's porn star name. Oh, wow. It, 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 I'm, think, I'm thinking of, uh, it just reminds me of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Right. Uncle Rico. Oh, yeah. throw a football over that mountain. You know, it's, yeah. Anyway, the second hot sauce we have tonight looks like a barbecue sauce in the bottle. It's very brown. Uh, Uncle Dougie's Smokin' Potle Hot Sauce. A taste explosion of, smo- of rich, smoky, spicy satisfaction. The, okay, I just need to draw attention to the fact, we'll get a picture of this. The, the individual on the, on the label, who I'm assuming is Uncle Dougie. Uncle Dougie, yeah. Dude, look at him. He, he looks like a, like a South Park character who does a lot of meth. His eyes are like kind of dead. That's right? Adderall. Though. Yeah, it's three out of five peppers. Right, three out of five peppers. No, the he looks like he looks like. Um, oh, uh, who's the guy who uh, just died uh, from um, Danny Tanner? Uh, Bob Saget. He looks like the Bob Saget. Um, no, I was version go... of um, South Park. Character. He's more Judge Reinhold, in my opinion. God reach for that. If you get that, a big reach, Christ. but you'll get. You'll get the joke. Yeah, look it up. My favorite part about this bottle, next to the ingredients, it has the word crap with the, the red and so red circle line crap. through yeah, it. No like, crap. Like no crap. There's no yeah. crap in it. Anyway, so this hot sauce has smoked chipotle peppers. Hobbit, wait, hang on a minute. Let's, let's do the... Yeah, yeah, we did, we, this, already, we did this game. Yes, we did this game. And we talked about Dave, it. Dave, take a... Did you do a shake? I'm take a, I did a shake. It's shooken. Thick, thicker. Oh, that was... It's, yeah, oh, it's I, a heavy bar. I, hold on, I'm gonna. I'm Dave gonna, got a hefty pour. You gotta drip, drip it off a little bit. I see someone heavy. I see chunks of what I assume are garlic in here. It's another like reddish deep sauce. Yeah, it looks like a barbecue this sauce. It's like thicker. brown. A little sugary could be, but it also is. I'm here we go. go. Smoking. Not as hot. It's pleasant. Nowhere near as hot. Very sugary. It's Almost tangy. barbecue. Yeah, it's tangy like it's like, like tangy, a barbecue, like barbecue sauce. Yeah. It's like a barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's like a barbecue. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of heat on my lips right now. Yeah, but nothing like. No, 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 no. Nowhere near. Like, yeah. No. Normally we go for hot sauces that like kind of hit us. And this I is would like, marinate with this. Oh. Yeah. I would the, do chicken with this. I would do pork with this. This is not a sauce. This is a marinade. Yeah. Well, it's not a hot sauce. It's a right. sauce. It's sauce. a sauce. Correct. It's tasty. It's tangy. Yeah. I mean, it's got good flavor. It's not bad at it's all. It's got a ton of flavor. The heat, See, the heat to flavor ratio, though. This is a hot sauce for people who think salt is spicy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. pepper spicy. Yeah, it's not. The heat is very low. But I got to admit, though, the flavor is it's so good. Excellent. Oh, it's explosive. It's really yeah. like tangy and like crazy. And I'm gonna do it so again. So you get you get pretty much all the flavors that they say you're gonna get. Smoked chipotle peppers, habanero peppers, water vinegar, tomato paste, sugar, black pepper. The garlic, the onion, the chives, and the salt. The, for me, the garlic is very forward in this, and I absolutely love it. Because as a card-carrying Goomba, yeah. I love my garlic. And everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this, yeah, man, like I want to put this, I want to put this on some fucking chicken wings, you know, and just like the sauce is so flavor. Oh my god, wow! It's really tasty. The flavor is wild. It's. It really is an astronomical. And if this makes sense to anybody, it's a little vinegary, which I, I I can stand, but 
beer. Yeah. Um, it it tastes as viscous as it is. Like it's like a coating in your mouth as well. Absolutely right. So when they call it hot sauce, it's not really. It's got heat. It's not. It's, it's not a sauce. Hot. It's got heat. It's a sauce. Yeah, it's got tang. I would say more than heat. And they're like child molester guy, whatever. There we go. Pineapple. Yeah, all three are on this all side. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Juan. All here. All here. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I'm picking out the pieces of steak to just put this sauce on. Because that's where that shit's going. Yeah, this sauce adds to food. It would add to what you put it on. I mean, yeah. that's why I say it is a hot sauce. Because, like, you can put it on some kind of barbecue shit that you're eating. If you don't have it, like, cooked in it. If you don't no. have it marinated in it. You can put it on some no, barbecue this is, shit. If you're, if you're, uh, I put that on a burger. No, if you're like a purebred white person, you could call this a hot sauce. But <laughs> you, wouldn't that, you wouldn't put that on a burger. No, I would, but it's if not you're a, a purebred white person, it's not like a hot sauce. Campbell's not here tonight, and one of the things he said, he said, there better not be pork belly tacos on special tonight. So of course, so naturally, belly, yeah. naturally, I texted him. I said, yo, pork belly is on special tonight. I told Matt not to do it. Yeah, Dave was good. Dave was the the good person in that argument, but it's Chris, so I had to fuck we with him. We should have saved a picture of a pork belly taco, like just four days like this. And have it on <laughs> That's like, twisted. Oh, oh, you didn't want to show up because of your sick child? That's twisted. Okay, cool. We're just gonna fuck with you and show you a picture of a pork belly taco. <laughs> and I could probably find one. I could probably dig it up. Yeah. You sent them to me when I was in uh, Arizona, right? Wasn't that pork belly? Uh, oh. yes. There we, was. Well, I sent you guys a picture of the, the rib taco that I had when I was on the bike ride. At yeah, it looked beautiful. At the Mexican restaurant. That yeah, you were raving not, about that. It did not have nachos on the menu. They didn't have nachos on the menu at the Mexican restaurant. I said, hey, we could really go for some nachos. And she's <laughs> like, listen, we only make them on Mondays, and it's like uh, Friday night. It's like the chicken wing scene from Tommy and Boy. And, and she's like, let me see what we can do. So she went in the back and she's like, yo, they're going to make you nachos. And she came out with this plate of nachos, which, which was the best plate of nachos I've had. I mean, outside of any lottery experience. You sent me a picture and I was like, looks like that place should sell nachos. Yeah, exactly. Um, it just felt great to um, walk into a place that said, we, we, we can't do that for you, but like, but for you, we will, you know? Like special, yeah, 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 for sure. It's like a special treatment, guys. Um, so I'm I'm preparing in advance for what will inevitably be this Instagram post, and I'm very upset that I can't find Rick Orlando's hot sauce on Instagram. It's got there's got to be a handle Dude. on that bottle. It's got to it be says, there. Don't be silly. No, that's Uncle Doggy. No, oh, it's just like hashtag. Um, yeah, but that's just a hashtag. I want a page to tag. On the I'm saying if, scale. if you find the hashtag, you'll find his account, I think. Slade. You took a picture of me without a hat on. You've it's been like, rocking it tonight, bro. You're like, yo, I'm going to shave my head and then the fuck the world. I'm going to let it air out. Well, because it's so infuriating because, you know, it's like it's like much colder out right now than it should be for April 19th. I've been so I wore I that. wore a beanie for okay. the bike ride. Oh, yeah, so it's weird to wear it. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm hot as fuck sitting inside, like... With the beanie on, I had to come off. You want to know what it reminded me of? This is this is this is controversial, but I'm gonna say it. Fuck, Go for fuck. it. 
Do you ever see uh, Higher Learning, the movie Higher Learning, Omar oh, yeah. Epps, and yeah, uh, of a bunch of people, a ton of people, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. a ton of people. Right after, um, was it Michael Rappaport? Was he the, the whack job in there? Yes. All right, so right after Michael Rappaport, like, joined on to the Aryan Brotherhood, <laughs> he, like, at one scene in the movie, just took off his hat and showed his shaved head, like, yo, I'm a badass now, like, I got a shaved head. And that's like tonight's like unveiling for you and like a different like like less like right I love like it fuck other like people kind of way but like same kind of like flexing your head. I told Matt it was his villain origin story. <laughs> yeah, play a new persona now, man. Ooh, I found okay, I found Uncle Dougie. Couldn't find Rick Orlando, but I found Uncle Dougie's hot sauce. We gotta find Rick. And I'll do I'll do some more searching. Oh, Taco Tuesday. Oh, sh- Jesus. Yes. yes. Oh, so Dennis. Look do. at you. You're a super, you're a superhero, Dennis. I have a Cerdo. Is you? Okay. Yeah, right here, me? buddy. No, Pescado is me. No, Pescado Cerdo is me. Oh, you got that too? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We both did. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yep. Just put that anywhere, bro. I forgot we both got the Pescado and Cerdo. That's you. Yeah. Yep. We're splitting that one. Yeah, we're splitting that. Thanks, yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 we're done. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you, Thank you Dennis. Appreciate it. Yeah, I might put... Yo, what is this? Leeks? Asparagus? Leeks. Those are leeks. Leeks. Cool. I'm gonna, Yo, that came um, out really fast. Hold on. I'm going to take, take a picture of this jefe as fast as I can because I have to eat it. It's so drippy. Yeah, mine do. Yo, it's so, like, molten. Hopefully, it's got that drip. Hopefully, Matt shares this picture so you, you can see how drippy... I mean, if you send them to me, I will... If you send it, I will share. Like if feel, you like feel the dream, if you see it, you will come. Sam, what field, is this? field of memes. If you send, send it, it, I will share. Sure. I want to feel the heaven. <laughs> ask you guys if you had forty-three billion dollars. <laughs> forty-three million or billion? Billion. Thank you. Thanks, Dennis. If you had forty-three billion dollars, what would you do with it? Hookers and cocaine. So Elon was like, if I leverage my entire life, I can buy Twitter. Not really. I mean, he he had he has two hundred billion more or something. No, not two hundred no, no. billion. But when I say leverage, I mean he can borrow against yeah. his shares that he owns. Yeah. Which yeah, if you add it up, all of his shares and everything, his net worth is like two hundred and something billion dollars. But if you leverage it all out and borrowed against it, he could probably raise in capital and financing. Like he guessed, forty-three billion dollars. It was like not a coincidence that he bid that much for Twitter. He is kind of a genius in that regard. It was a big dick move. Yeah, it was a big dick move. It really was, but you know, spaceman bad. So <laughs> here's what I'll say. I like. Well, here's what I'll say. You're listening to my podcast. Why would I even say that? Elon. Or anyone. It's not just Elon. It's just the fact that it's anyone. Any, anyone taking Twitter off of the public market, I think, has huge positive effects, but also huge negative effects. Yeah. It's never going to be 100% perfect. Here's the huge positive effects that I see. Is now, right now, Twitter is heavily pressurized to take people off of their platform yep. who do not comply. Yep, 100%. Whatever that reason is, 
if you're saying things that are, you know, obviously hateful or racist or dangerous, yeah, sure, of course. We don't want you on Twitter. Yeah, but I also heard, like, I'm not on Twitter, but I also heard, like, you can see some, like, They're the slippery dude slope. pegging a dude, yeah. and, like, you can see all sorts of shit on Twitter also. Honestly, it's not even it's not even the fact that, that, that they're so wonderful at curating and removing hateful content. It's how they describe it, right? They're, I've been banned from Twitter a bunch of times, and right. I don't hate anybody. Like, there, there is content that you read on Twitter or any social media platform that is very obviously hateful and very obviously inciting violence. I'm not good at social media. I want to get banned from some shit. Dude, dude that's I've how you know you've made it. I know you have, dude. I want to get banned from some shit, too. I've had to make new accounts. <laughs> oh, man. No, but not... It, but that's the thing, not not because I I like, not because I'm like a white supremacist, no, or no, because no, no. I'm a, a terrorist, not you because you just say things that the establishment doesn't like. No, they're jokes. I am I am Chris Rock, and I got slapped by Twitter. Yeah. Who's Will Smith? Who's a weak person? Ah, I see they, what you said. You there. can't make, but you know you can't make jokes anymore. Comedy, no. yeah, they're allowed to make jokes anymore. Yeah, I made jokes. No, people get upset. <laughs> so anyway. I um the 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 positives are that all this pressure that like to lean in a certain direction and and for whatever reason that the current liberal uh, establishment makes people censor themselves self-censor themselves in a certain way to appease to like some sort of like zeitgeist mindset <laughs> I mean like I, I think it's cool that um, if one person owns Twitter, all that pressure goes away because it's like we don't care what the mob says because it's just one guy. Right now, the question is like, do we want that one guy to be Elon? In all honesty, like if it's gonna be any one person, like the yeah. meme lord, because I, I really feel like him owning Twitter. I don't think. His behavior on Twitter oh, we're probably, is going to change at all. Oh, I and wonder, he uses Twitter. That's what right. I like about it is he really, really yeah. uses I think all he's going to do is literally just be like, yeah, say whatever you want. As long as you're not yeah. inciting violence or truly hateful speech, say whatever the fuck you want. I wonder how many people who listen to us don't know, like, that we're, one, we're, like, pure <laughs> libertarians. <laughs> like, the government shouldn't be involved in any of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, man, I, I was joking with Corey about this the other day. I forgot what you were talking about, but we always talk politics. I love Corey. Right? And I was just like, I said something, and I was like, yo, the FBI has entered the chat. <laughs> like, and he was like, he goes, yo, if the FBI hasn't entered this chat between me and Corey yet, he's like, they ain't Thank coming. <laughs> no, you're fine. Thank you so much. Well, you're, 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 beat, you're way ahead of the game. On, is that dessert? What's the spoon spoons? for? No, no, no. I use it for the rice and beans. Oh, Bill likes oh, the spoon for the Bill's rice and beans. It's just better. It's easier. It's more efficient. Yeah. They're just, just delivering dessert spoons. Alejandro's like, please get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I brought, up, I brought up Elon for um, Meme of the Week because there's been a bunch of, like, really great memes. I have them. With Elon... <laughs> Uh, the fact that he's like buying Twitter, it's setting off like all of like the stereotypical liberal. Bro, the liberal head, liberal heads are exploding right now yeah. because Elon Musk is buying Twitter or attempting to buy Twitter. They're obviously, aggressively attempting to. Dude, but they they are losing their minds over quite literally nothing, like quite literally nothing. So 
I have... Oh, shit. Damn it, I saved them in the wrong spot. All right, continue talking while I find... I saved them in the wrong spot. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, so there's been a, a bunch of ones like... Uh, uh, there was one where United Airlines has now said there's no more mask mandates on planes. And now it's like everyone on the on a plane died. Or it was like... Oh, here's a good one. Jumping out of planes, using a mask as a parachute. So this is a good one. So, so first of all, preface with we all know from the, the Trump 2016 or whatever, 2017 inauguration, the classic picture of the, the woke the woman baby. with the beanie, the cry, no, yeah. right? She's been made into a meme millions of times at this point. This meme is Wheel of Fortune, and it's Vanna, and it's M blank SK, and the it's a combination of the meme is with the guy. Is it Musk or is it Musk? Right. It's the guy, the sweaty guy meme with the buttons. One button is A and one button is U. So it's Mask or Musk. And then it's the woke woman yelling, no! This one's my favorite, too, from the Fake News Network. It's a Photoshop image of Martin Luther King and Elon Musk. And it says, one day Martin Luther King was outside on a walk. Oh, did what? I eat our special taco? I did. It, I, I think I ate it, too. And it was delicious. Yeah, I devoured it. Slightly uneventful, but delicious nonetheless. Um, one day Martin Luther King was outside on a walk when he saw a boy crying. Don't cry. I can draw a trumpet on your head, he said. I drew a trumpet. Then he said, you're going to do great things one day. That boy was Elon Musk. Martin Luther King Jr.? Yes. Like, so, the other good one is uh, it's a Photoshop of Elon Musk as a uh, symphony conductor. And all the heads of the audience, or the, I'm sorry, the musicians, are the crying, woke, meme oh. woman that I just talked about. Uh, so good. Oh, this one is great. It's a Twitter screenshot, actually. It says, The reaction to Elon Musk versus Twitter has been fantastic. So far, this is my favorite. And the screenshot of the tweet is, He's not going to encourage, quote, free speech. He's just going to allow people to say whatever they want, which is not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, if he takes it over, I might sign up for Twitter and just write, like, Balls, dick, fuck. Dude, right? You know? <laughs> like, so, it's because you can at that point. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Dave's political theory corner. Oh, God. Okay? Most people, when they advocate for the government, they usually want the government to have power in order to tell the people who they don't like that they can't do what they don't like anymore. And that's it. Yep. I want... Oh, God, that was... <laughs> Crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. So, since we've already talked about yeah. woke meme woman... Oh, the weak woke meme woman, yeah. I just opened up my phone to find these memes. The first thing that popped up on my feed was one of the libertarian pages I follow. And it has the headline... Federal judge voids U.S. transit mask mandate. Major airlines swiftly drop mask requirements. And then it's a Photoshop of a plane. Yeah. And all the passengers on the plane are the woke crying <laughs> woman. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Dude, it's so. Oh my god, I love the internet. There was no, there was a a, a, a a blue check mark, like an official Twitter person, who went out and said, "Guys, this is very dangerous. We cannot allow people to take away power from the federal government." No, that that was the most brainwashed tweet I, I've ever seen. I replied to that one. <laughs> oh god, really? what did you say? Oh, let me pull it up. I'm dying to know. Wait, Dave won't be able to pull it up because he's been banned from Twitter. <laughs> Let's go if it does him. Yeah. Probably. No, actually, I think I got a, like, uh, I think I got a like on it. Yes. Get that redraft. Oh, I said, I want a powerful government that can punish the people and behaviors that I don't like. <laughs> oh, then that was... Oh, my God, it's so good. That she said, today a federal judge called it overreach for U.S. health officials to require masks on airplanes and other public transit. And no matter how you feel about masks, you should be really, really concerned that the courts are effectively taking away power from the federal government. Ugh. So I replied, I want a powerful government that can punish the people and behaviors that I don't like. <laughs> so my favorite part about the the whole mask mandate, and I said this anytime I traveled on the plane in the last two years, and it drove Jackie insane. Who? But, Sorry. <laughs> um, but anytime you go into an airport, you guys have seen, because you've been to an airport in the last two years, there's signs everywhere that says federal law requires you to Which wear I a mask in the airport. And on the planes, they say... Federal law requires oh, you. So much so, Matt. A I, mandate is not the same look, as a law. I told her no. this is a great parody of an authoritarian because I made her like. Oh my God. It's yeah, so, so good. So she much posted so and I was like, yeah, what you're saying is exactly what an authoritarian Yeah. Oh, like, so I don't know good. if you know this or not. Matt, so much so that I, I got yelled at for wearing my gator on the plane because it, it couldn't be. A gator. It had to be a cloth, like an actual like cloth mask. Bro, I. Listen, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, oh, look how cool I am, blah, 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 whatever. Every flight that I've flown on in the last Yo, I, two I and a half years, I, which has not been many. I want flies, I want masks on every flight. I'll be honest. I hate all these people. They're all sick. So you can wear a mask, but I don't want to have to. Yeah, you're deceased. I want everyone to Good. wear a mask. You're sitting next to me right now. <laughs> I never wore a mask on a flight. If a flight attendant would walk by, they always tell I'd, me pull, I'd pull it up. But I wouldn't. There were a couple of flights where I got shit faced on because they wouldn't hassle you if you were drinking. drinking. So I would just be like, "Yo, beer, oh, yeah, beer, yeah, yeah. beer, 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 beer." Yeah. I'm drinking, bitch. Yeah, I'll get shit faced. Loophole. Right, loophole, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Tell me I can't drink? Fuck yourself. So meme of the week, clearly oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. So good. Buying Twitter. And all the people that are outraged about it, who are like the dumbest people. It's weird that like it's not the dumbest people. It's like there's this weird segment of like wokeness that has so much influence over popular culture and it into like corporate like marketing. It's kind of just weird. Like, not that I don't support all of these people and all their movements and all their, like, humanhoods. Like, they're all, like, every every subgroup of people belongs. No one should ever be, like, 
excluded. It's just odd that, like, there's this one segment that is somehow... The problem is that... In current popular I've said this to you before, over. Dave, not on a podcast, but just in passing conversation. The It used to be where the term conservative referred to people who were just, like, you know, uptight, you know, tight buttholes, fucking, you know, didn't want to... Oh, you like can't say the word sex. We don't want to talk about, yeah. you know, bondage and shit like that. And I'm a conservative in the sense that, like, I don't want the government to have a lot of power. Right. The more power the government has, like, the worse it's going to be for most people because those who uh, have already have power and influence will be able to... Uh, Get take, more power yeah, and influence. Yeah, take, take control of the levers of that power. So these days, the way I look at it is, is that this, like, super woke progressive left has become their own version of the thing that they hate, which yeah. is conservatism, because yeah. they've, they've become their own echo chamber. This, aside from the whether or not you agree with the things they're saying, because a lot of things they're saying are great, and I totally agree with, you know, but the fact that they are so militant about expelling any ideas that do not agree with their view of yep. the world... They've become the thing that they hate the most, yeah. and they don't even realize yeah, it. It becomes silence. And that's why people. Like, and that's why people. That's why people make fun of them. That's yeah. why people don't like them. That's why they we have childish. And yeah. yeah. That's why we have arguments over things like genders in the bathroom. If people would just shut the fuck up shut and, uh, and allow things to shut unfold the, the way yeah. they normally would, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No. You're not picking your battles for sure. Well, they're not picking their battles. Oh, yeah, currently. no. They're yeah. fighting every battle just because they like to fight battles. Yeah. yeah. Fucking idiots. Uh, so, um, we've gotten to the point in the broadcast where I'm going to do broadcast. a hard pivot. We've talked oh, this about. This is the bit that Dave's waiting for. Yeah, all we, yeah night. we've talked. We've talked Chomping a little, at the bit. Yeah, we've talked a lot about. Oh, love you. Are we fully stocked on desserts tonight? What do we want to do? Like one and one? Two churros, one flan? Yeah. Two churros, one yeah. flan. Yeah, agree. Coffee with me, please. Yeah. You got any Xanax? I'll do a coffee with Xanax. All right. Do you have any Xanax? I know, it's hard. It's hard now. So, um, I've had this, like, weird theory in my head for a while and and it only really cohered and crystallized when um, I saw this I saw this meme uh, on on Instagram and I shared it and it immediately brought all my thoughts together when I saw it I was like yes I get this this is exactly what I've been thinking about for a long time and um, oh Matt also had brought up uh, the fact that when I start talking about things, I don't like let people know what I'm about to start talking about until like way later. <laughs> we're so, just going along for the ride. <laughs> so we're about to talk about hyper comedy, okay? I'm, I'm waiting for that punchline. Yes, the punchline is hyper comedy. So um, I I'd seen this post on Instagram, and it was like the first recorded uh, death of death by laughter there's like an actual medical condition like death by laughter the first really? recorded like, yes the first rec- yeah it's happened a bunch it's and there's like been whole towns like Actually, hyenas yeah like uh, where it becomes infectious there's like 
Yeah, no, there's like a t- there's an entire town that died by laughter. New life goal. Yeah. I want to go to that town. I want to die. An by entire laughter. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can I go? So yes. no, no, no. It's uh, we'll talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> but the first, the first ever recorded instance of something dying by laughter was in ancient Greece, and there was this guy, his donkey had ate all his like dried dates, like all of his dried fruit, and the guy goes, well. Might as well give a bunch of wine to wash it all down. And the guy, the guy who told the joke, he thought it was so funny that he died laughing. He starts laughing. He laughs so hard that he stops breathing. He has a heart attack and he dies. He dies of laughter. This is the first recorded like medical evidence of someone dying of laughter. <laughs> What and, year is that? Do you know? Uh, like roughly? Uh, I'm guessing two to 300 BC, something like <laughs> All right. that. Okay. And so. Just document that early. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So. Perfect. It, it makes me. It, it makes you think. Like this guy, he thought it was so funny that like a donkey would eat human food, and then drink human drink. That that was like the most funny thing he could <laughs> think of. That he would laugh so hard to, he would die. <laughs> he, would, he would just keep laughing and laughing and laughing, like, "Wow, this is so funny." And to us, that's like the stupidest thing in the world. Like, oh, a donkey ate some food and then drank something. So, how drink. does he actually die, though? Is it lack of oxygen yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, laughing yeah, so yeah. hard? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're laughing so hard that you're, you're asphyxiated. Yeah, you asphyxiate and you uh, end up having a heart attack. I was just joking about that. I didn't no, realize no, that. Yeah, 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 you can, yeah hysteria. <laughs> Literally, the word hysteria, from hysteria means from dying from laughter. Like you're getting hysterical. I'm gonna die right now. Fuck. <laughs> no, we train every and Tuesday so, for this shit, man. You can't take us. <laughs> so way back in ancient Greece, imagine being a comedian was, and just doing a set, this, people just dying, literally dying. You're killing them. I'm killing. You killed Jerry. Killed. <laughs> So way back in ancient Greece, this joke about a horse that would eat food and drink a drink was so funny. It would kill a man. It made me think like this was this 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 was like the funniest level of humor technology that existed back in the Greek times. In ancient yeah. Greece, like this was the top tier humor technology was like animal eating and drinking human drink. Oh my god, lol, and he would die. <laughs> And but nowadays our te- our humor technology it's not something we think about. I mean we think about I think like architecture or art, a lot of these other like subjective things, dance, yeah. music, all of these all of these things have like grown and evolved. And humor, I think, used to be something that was obviously at a lower level than it is today. Uh, I mean even think about music. You, you had like a guy walking around with a lute and, and he was trying to figure shit out. That was like the top level of music. But now because of the internet, you're getting like the best guitarist the world has ever seen. Right. And you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I saw him you last week. You got these sitar playing motherfuckers. Yeah. And yeah. So I think humor has evolved in that same sort of way and scale. Uh, and um, we've reached um, what I would like to uh, refer to as hyper comedy. So we, um, we, 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 when you tell each other like jokes, you become immune to that level of joke, right? So like you, you hear a joke and you, you hear you're, you get it, you, right. you know that punchline, 
and you know not just that punchline, but like that kind of like form of joke. Right. It's you like know? for our for our generation, all the jokes that our parents we grew up with our parents telling us the same fucking jokes every time. You're so like, my my cousin Shannon and I grew up. We would we would call each other on the phone and tell each other jokes when we were like three, four, five years old, and like the pinnacle of humor for us was why did the elephant sit on the marshmallow? And she would say, why? And I would say, so they wouldn't fall in the hot cocoa. And we would both laugh our asses off for hours. <laughs> this, yeah, we were like three years old telling each other this joke over the phone. And that was like, you know, the pinnacle of joke technology at the time. Yeah, you were the Kevin Hart handle. of fucking humor. Yeah, and yeah. then you grow and you, and you hear jokes like that. And you're like, okay, I get that joke. And so when someone goes to tell you that joke and you're like, okay, yeah, I already get that joke before it even happens. And so you're, you become what I would like to think like inoculated to those kind of jokes. So here's where the theory is actually starting to develop. So you've heard these jokes before. Now you're like immune to these jokes. It doesn't provoke the joke response, the humor you're response. Vaccinated and boosted. Exactly, jokes. you're vaccinated to the jokes. So just like Double a, um, just <laughs> like a, a, like there's like a virus, um, you you develop a, a vaccine to that joke. I've heard that joke. I have the antibodies to that joke. And now when you hear that joke, I'm not going to laugh anymore because I've already heard that joke. And I, I think joke technology keeps progressing and progressing to the point where we're getting like, like absurd humor, like all your base are belong to us. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, dude. It's, um, it's like, it's you, you, you can really, in my opinion, you can track this with memes, right? Yeah. With like when you think back to like the original memes, it was those e card memes, right? The right. the old yeah. timey or like whatever. You don't see those anymore. And then you had like, you know, the classic memes, right? Where it's just a picture with Bomb the text, text or whatever, text. right? And then like the meme format became a thing where it was one picture that could be used across multiple jokes. And now you have like, you know, grape juice boys style memes where it's just like literal art. Right? It's a fucking free for all, and it's now. just and it's just like an LSD trip of words yeah. that you're listening to, and yeah. you're like, but you but you somehow still get it. You're like, that's fucking great, <laughs> like you yeah. know. So I feel like I feel like humor has uh, evolved in the same way that technology has, in the same way that um, uh, I I keep referring to it as like um, the, the same sort of warfare between antibiotics and and bacteria like infections yeah. like, like it takes more to make you laugh now. yeah it takes more to make you laugh it's or like when, or in um uh the princess bride when he takes a little bit of poison yeah and he becomes you immune to poison the he can, now he can take even more poison that makes him immune even more so yeah you hear all these jokes and you're like oh yeah i've heard that joke before i've heard all these jokes before blah 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 and so like Someone who is funny now is like a thermonuclear level grade humor compared to someone, um, you know, like 40 feet, like George Carlin. Right. Right. George Carlin in his pinnacle R. in the 70s. Right. Oh, the best. He was the best. But in the 70s, he was he was already the best. But like his humor now wouldn't cut it. No. Because he's using old humor technology. Yeah. And, and, it, and his humor was also too truthful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but he's like the hippie dippy yeah. weatherman. It's great. It's a great bit. Like, if you haven't heard, like, all the other jokes have happened between then and now, you know? Yeah. And so um, it's, it, it's almost like 
comparing like athletes of different generations, like different levels of right. Humor. It's like it's like the people that were the people that were Hall of Famers in the NFL back in like 1985 probably wouldn't cut it today. Right. Yeah. Oh, the churros and the flying. Yeah, I got totally distracted. Um, yeah, no, the churros come out. They're so sexy looking. Yeah, no, but I, I the serious topic that I'm trying to, to talk about here is that um, there. So there was two things that I had seen. One is the one I talked about, where it was that like the first time someone died of laughter. It was like this. It was like this old joke that wouldn't cut it now, right? But the other thing that I saw is it was, like, America's Funniest Videos, basically. And it was all these, like, base-level jokes that they're not they're not really funny. They're, like, they're, like, white bread funny. They're, like, generic, they're like, Facebook funny. Dick and fart jokes. Yeah, yeah, not even dick and fart jokes. Oh, man. Oh, you know, I blocked them because I blocked them on Instagram because they kept advertising to me and I was like I hate all of this stuff so all their advertisements were like they would show like a, a girl's butt basically oh look look who made it that's right good right. <laughs> the nachos Wait, they're are, great are you guys what are you guys gonna get dessert or got nachos they're so good the, the steak, steak nachos are the best Signatures are the best. I like you guys so much. Their churros are the best churros too. She said we went to the fancy place and didn't get enough food. That is great. This is actually a couple we were speaking of earlier. Just walked in right now, and they she was the one that called us out and said you guys work here though. Yeah. So there's this basic level like Instagram account that posts like basic level jokes that like if you're like eight. If you're like, if you've never seen like a Bob Saget skit before, <laughs> like if you know, if you've never watched like Rick and Morty, if you've never seen any sort of anything, these are funny, but otherwise they're like so like stale and awful. Yeah. But they had two million fucking followers. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So doing it. It's almost like. It's a sucker born every day. It's almost like you can teach a class on comedy and how this gets progressed like. Here are, like, the level one jokes we're going to start you with. <laughs> That's what I want to do, I think. Yeah. Like these, are your, these are the jokes that your grandfather tells. That's a good YouTube channel for you. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> then you move to dad jokes. Then you move to, like, Gen Z jokes. It's different. Le- the comedy pyramid has many layers. You know what cliche is at first? Because I don't get you noti- like noticed. People be like, oh, fuck, that's true. But anyway, I think we've reached, like, this level of hyper-comedy. This is like the ultimate pinnacle of this theory. Is that there is something called hyper comedy. And unless you're like you're ready for it, it you don't get it. And not only do you get it, like it probably offends you. Right. It makes you mad. Well not only that you don't get it, but like the aristocrats, right? The aristocrats is hyper comedy. Like to be able to understand that joke or whatever the fucking even to hear it. Do you even be in a room where someone is ready to tell you the aristocrats? You have to, yeah. like, pass the test. No one's going to start telling you the aristocrats joke unless they're ready to, like, you know, lose uh, their career, I guess. That's one of the things I always found interesting about comedy is that, unlike other forms of other mediums of entertainment, you really can tailor comedy to your audience more so than anything else. Like, 
When you think about movies, right, there are certain movies, whether it's a comedy movie, an action movie, a drama movie, that the masses are always going to love. That's why things like Disney and Pixar are so successful. Yeah. But when it comes to comedy, right, the same guy that finds, like, somebody like Larry the Cable Guy funny, right, is not going to find... Chris Rock funny. There's, not because it's like yeah. white rednecks and a black guy, but because Larry the Cable Guy comedy. is subjectively not funny. You know? Yeah, I agree, <laughs> like, I agree. And Chris Rock is hilarious. Larry you know? the Cable Guy could be funny for like like a clip, like a bit, like a like a sentence, like a thing. Right. And then but you like, have to relate to it. I'm saying you become inoculated to him. Yeah. You're like the Borg, like you become immune. Right. Like you, you get you see the you see the Larry the Cable Guy joke, you're like, oh it's funny. Yeah. And uh, tells it again and you're like yeah, you just you can only get her done so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's she's been done, man. Comedy movies are like like every decade. Like comedy movies are not. You got a hot cop there. Good. Hot, hot coffee. Like the great comedy movies are like far and few between. There's good ones. There's there's plenty of like like goofy, funny, and like Napoleon Dynamites and things like that that are like entertaining for the oh, time okay. and like whatever. Well, except for like yeah, there was an era between like roughly. 2005 through like 2014 maybe almost 10 years where we just had a golden era of comedy it was when Seth Rogen like Jonah Hill that whole crew was just getting famous and you had movies like you know Knocked Up Wedding Crashers Superbad 40 Year Old Virgin like there was like a whole like the Judd Apatow yeah, right and all the Will um, yeah like just all Hot of those Rod movies. came out around that time yeah. Hot, yeah. Hot Rod's not talked about Will enough Will Ferrell movies dude just all of those movies even the ones that weren't popular there's a movie that I will I will die on this hill one of the funniest movies I've ever seen literally nobody's ever heard of it Schindler's it's called uh, it's called Fired Up it's a movie about um, male high school cheerleader cheerleaders there's these two guys. Just like you know, it's fucking. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, there, there are two two actors, two guys. Anyone in it? Anyone they are in no, it? nobody of note really. Um, two stereotypical high school movie jocks, right? They play football. They get all the ladies. They're super built, super attractive, like whatever. And I forget what the plot twist is that they can no longer play football, so they have to join the cheerleading squad or whatever. And they're all like bummed about it. And of course, there's like you know the heartfelt story about how they actually learned to love cheerleading. But up until that ending point, like, the the jokes are just... It's one of those movies where it's, like, the plot is meaningless. Like, you know how the movie's going to end. It's a formulaic plot. It's all about the jokes. The jokes are just a mile a minute fucking, like... That's awesome. If you're going to do, do, like, the... It's a vehicle for jokes. Yeah. If you're going to do, like, the the cardboard cutout, like, like, do it funny, you know? Fired up. I haven't actually watched it in a long time, so I don't know if you can stream it anywhere, but... It's one of the funniest movies. Fire I've spelled ever regular F I R E D. Yeah, fired up. It's fucking. It came out in like 2010, maybe I don't know, nine, something like that. Fucking hilarious, hilarious right, movie. Cool. That and like waiting, like two oh, highly yeah. underrated yeah. movies. Yeah, you know, like I waiting, hot you know, rod, hot rod, Adam Sandberg, Adams, Andy Sandberg, Andy, Andy Sandberg. Yeah, hot rod is a, like a really underrated, oh, funny, great. goofy movie, but fucking like funny. Like, yeah, it's really great. Funny. It, it, you know, it, it was unfortunately made at a time when Andy Samberg didn't have the clout that he has now. Like, because Andy yeah, Samberg has made right. a lot of you're gold. Right. It was before Dick and Box and all exactly. that. Exactly. If he made Hot Rod now, it would have been, you know, a multi-million dollar movie at the box office. You know what? You guys have Trace Legends? Well, Since like, when? Oh, we can't get Trace Legends. We're out for a while, but I think we're going to get back to it. All right, well, next week. Oh, fuck the coffee sod.
Yeah, the coffee shop. Ooh. Um, I mean, are you done with the hyper comedy theory? Yeah, no, no. So the the idea was that um, when someone is delivered a dose of comedy that's too strong, they don't get it. Right. It like kills them. Just like if you're if you're delivered a virus or a bacteria that you're not immune to, it will kill you. So like. Uh, when when someone is told a joke that's like on a level or a wavelength that they're not prepared to handle, like they want to like fight it, and they want to make it illegal, and they're like, it, they're like if if this is a joke, then this will kill me, because they are like not open minded. They're not like, you know, future people. They're like, you know, margerbs or whatever. They, they need to microdose their comedy. They need to start microdosing some comedy. <laughs> I microdosed yesterday. I might do it tomorrow too. <laughs> Actually, tomorrow is four twenty. It is. It is four twenty. Oh, yeah, I'll Eve. a little bit of work tomorrow. Yeah, it is four twenty Eve. Um, I'll be getting a different kind of high tomorrow because I'll be in the hospital. Oh yeah, you're getting that like professional high. Yeah, a little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get professional grade high tomorrow, but that's okay. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, the whole point of hyper comedy is that there's like different levels of comedy. And that it's been like evolving and growing, right? And that like you you're gonna you're gonna encounter different levels of comedy. That if you're not like prepared, if you're not on that level, I'm Bill. You're not gonna. Guys, the definition of hyper comedy is Bill and I trying to move on to the you're end of the show, it. and Dave going back, circling to the back, pit. circling he back. He did for the last twenty minutes. He's been thinking and talking about this That's for a minute. The definition so. of hyper comedy. I've been texting you guys for the past few days about this, like on different streams. I've been like, all right. Here, here's this thing about hyper-comedy. Here's I know. Yeah, thing. you've texted us on three... You, you've texted us in just our regular text message Tuesday chat. I'm you like, texted in the here, Instagram talking tacos yeah, here, chat. Here's what I think about hyper And comedy. also in the review podcast. What's happening? <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. We're, ta- we're talking about hyper-comedy. No, because we're going to make it a thing. The market is hyper-saturated with yeah. Dr. Dave's hyper-comedy. Listen, we're going to make it a thing. Hyper comedy wasn't a thing before this podcast came out. <laughs> I'm so happy about all. And of once this, this podcast podcast comes out, everyone's <laughs> going to understand what I'm saying about hyper comedy and the evolution of the comedy technology, and how people are getting over. It's possible to get overdosed with comedy. <laughs> you can't overdose on tacos. I hope though. I die from comedy. <laughs> Oh, that's the kills, yeah, that's the goal. Seriously, I want to I I I laugh so hard that I die of asphyxiation. That's All right. In order to wrap this up, um, Are you ready? Whiteboard 300 came out. Just want to put that out there. I'm Bill. <laughs> Bill's face. <laughs> I'm Matt. And I'm, I'm your favorite whiteboard, Dr. Dave. We'll see you guys next week. This is Talking Tacos. <laughs>